0: This is weird shit that my mom says. Episode 9. I'm Jules Creighton.
1: And I'm Cece Alice. How are you doing this week?
0: It's uh It's a Saturday night, not a Sunday morning, so we're doing something a little bit different. Do you feel like we're going to be more alive?
1: I think we might be. Like We're going to be a little bit more squirrely, probably, and that's probably a good thing.
0: I really hope so. We just played family-friendly um, Cards Against Humanity with the kids, and there was a lot of potty humor in that. Yeah,
1: a lot of potty. So I'm hoping jokes. that I'm a little more squirrely. Yeah. I didn't do anything fun like that, but I just I just feel a little bit squirrely today in general. I'm glad that you are.
0: I'm trying to get more squirrely. Like some of the cards should have been funnier to me. And I was I was like, "What's wrong with you self? You should be laughing more." It's so because I wasn't there I'm having. It is because you weren't here. I have such a hard time playing cards against humanity without you.
1: Well, because when you're playing with me, you know at some point I'm just gonna start crying from laughing so hard. So I know that it probably bums you out.
0: It is. Like honestly, like when you and I are together, I cry laughing so many times. It's it's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, and I don't I don't do that with other people, really. I
0: do with I do with the doc, but without you, he he is my cards against humanity partner.
1: I guess he like, can take place sometimes.
0: Like we know what gets the other one laughing for
1: sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I have some exciting well, news um for what? us. What? We have over two hundred downloads shut up and 52 of those were within the last uh week are you for real yeah so I think that we can call that a ramp up I think I mean that's really good growth because you think about like us we're on like week six really because we released two episodes that one week and so that I feel like like it's starting to, to ramp up for us and that's really exciting Forget about
0: growth. I think we can call it girth at this point.
1: Yeah, we're creating girth for sure. We are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just get thicker. Um, yeah. Shut <laughs> up. Please don't
0: say that again. <laughs> sure. I did. It's because I'm so we're like on FaceTime, but we're not actually looking at each other. And your little dot is like, look how the dot is like pulsating.
1: I know, it's kind of, oh, it doesn't pulsate. So yours pulsates for me, but I don't see mine pulsating.
0: Exactly, like yours is pulsating. Therefore, it made me think of that word, and I'm sorry.
1: I only think of girth as like a penis word, so. I know that, okay, anyway. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sorry, but that's just where my brain goes. So we had that. Yeah, we all know. We all know. Yeah, I we I also have some really other exciting um <laughs> some exciting social media news. I what is it? I tried to advertise on Facebook Marketplace for us because you can you can what? reach like a thousand and some people for only like thirty dollars over the course of seven days. Okay. Like you pick a daily budget and I was like, oh I'm gonna try this. Well, it turns out That you can't use any profanity or implied profanity on Facebook marketing. And so we've actually been blocked from being able to market on Facebook. Are you
0: serious? You got us kicked off a Facebook marketplace? Marketing, you named us? I did, but I wasn't going to put the I in it. I was going to put something cute in it.
1: Well, people have to be able to, like, search for us. I know. Okay. just a guy no, you're right. you're word. Right. Whatever. Yeah. So that that was annoying. Um, I'm really excited well, about the case that I have today, though. I'm
0: I'm excited to hear about it because I didn't have to do any research and I kind of like the ones where you did all the work and then I just sit around and make fun of it and
1: giggle. Well, I'm yeah. Ready. Yeah, I I enjoyed myself this week. So this is a grizzly case, and it is, we're back to true crime. I know we took a little break from true crime for a couple of weeks, but we're back in true crime, and we're going to go back in time to March 11th of 1879. 1879. Yep, in London, England. Oh. I wish that
0: I could do the way back machine like in an English accent.
1: Oh, if I had listened to an English accent for a while before I did this, I can usually do it if I hear it right beforehand, but I have a hard time jumping right in. Like normally
0: the way back machine would sound like, like backwards, but it would be like
1: backwards. <laughs> We're going bloody okay. back in time. I, I don't think that we're was, going b- that like back in time. Have been Australian,
0: so I'm really sorry if you're from England. Yeah, I, I think, think they probably lovely. make
1: fun of us too. I would imagine mm-hmm. probably more than we do them. You um, should make fun of us. Yes, they should. So, I'd like to introduce you to a gentleman named John Church. John Church Hello, is a John Church publican. Do you know what a publican is? A what? A publican. Oh, like they forgot the re... It's
0: like, it's like publican, but like refried beans is... It's like like the opposite of a
1: republican.
0: Yeah, I can't say refried beans tonight.
1: I was thinking about it as like also Republican, but like a shortened version of it that was like... You know, like when you go to a pizza place, and sometimes you hear them go, "Like I need a slice of Roni instead of pepperoni." They just <laughs> love part off.
0: I like I like the Ronies. So yeah. when Kira yeah. makes sandwiches at at the one place she used to work, she she refers to them as the Ronies, like two customers. Yeah.
1: Okay, well, this is this isn't a Roni situation. Actually, it's just a more fun way of saying pub owner. So that's it. Yeah. John Church, he owns a pub, which is probably pretty fun, honestly. So John is at this pub that he owns back in the late 1800s, and he meets this lady in his bar, and she introduces herself as Kate Thomas. Kate is, she's described as a tall woman of five foot five. I get it that people were shorter back then
0: that's so tiny
1: yeah yeah she's not really very tall and uh, she's considered strongly made so I'm thinking probably like more muscular Um, she appears strongly made yeah does that mean she's like thick she's what thick maybe I mean I'm guessing that she's just like not dainty I am strongly made. I am also strongly made. I am also strongly Mm -hmm. made. But she does like have kind of a... She's kind of like a jaundiced look about her. Sunken eyes, freckles, and kind of fucked up teeth. Um, But he hangs out... she's yellow? A little bit, yeah. Um, That's just how she looked. As far as I know, everything is fine with her. But, um, you know, she really... She starts hanging out with with John there in the pub and she explains that she's a widow and recently her aunt had passed away and left her an, an estate. And she starts talking to him over the course of like a few conversations in his bar about some furniture that she thinks would look really great in his pub. And so over the course of these conversations that they have over the course of the next week, they eventually negotiate a price and plan for him to purchase the furniture so okay, everything is great so far. John's like, great. I'm gonna get some new furniture. I'm really excited about this. So he hires some delivery men, and so they would come in like a cart and wagon because it's you know the 1800s. So he hires some some delivery sure. men to help out with that. And on March 18th of 1970 or of 1879, mm-hmm. not 1979, uh, they go. It was like
0: everyone's doing disco.
1: Yeah, everybody's kay. doing disco while they load furniture. Uh, no. Mrs. Thomas's home, uh, they go over there to pick up the furniture at two Mayfield Cottages on Park Road in the Richmond neighborhood of London, England. And this... Wait, that was
0: the name of the road?
1: That's the address? The address is like... It's like so Mayfield Cottages is a two-story semi-detached villa, which I had to look up because England... And it translates to being, yeah, or maybe old timey too. I'm not sure. Maybe they say duplex in England as well, but it's basically a side by side duplex. Um, and it's a nice place built with gray stone. It looks like there's probably two things attached. And I think two is like the apartment number, you know, kind of deal. Okay. So, yeah, like two Mayfield Cottages, Park Road, Richmond neighborhood of London, England. So, this neighborhood at the time is not very populated um it's pretty far out not far out but you know there's just not a ton of people milling around so man yeah so john and the delivery men are there and they're getting the furniture loaded up into this cart and the neighbor lady who also owns the building mrs ives comes up from the other side of the villa to see what's going on and she asks john and the delivery man men like what what's up and like I get it, it's the eighteen hundreds, people didn't really have much to do in their houses. So I get you know kind of you're kind of going out there and poking around, and she's probably thinking, like, I didn't know somebody was moving out of the house next door that I own. So John explains to her that he's purchased the furniture from Mrs. Thomas, and he points to his new drinking buddy Kate, who's not really right next to them, and the neighbor looks kind of confused. Why? Upon realizing that John is talking to the neighbor about her, takes off. Um, I'm going to use my imagination. I'm I'm assuming that he was probably like pointing during the conversation from like a distance. Maybe she was, you know, in the house or in the yard or something. I don't really know. But he's talking to the neighbor, points at her, and she's like, fuck this shit. I'm getting out of here. So she takes off. Maybe she just thought that it was rude. Maybe, maybe she just thought it was rude. Pointing is rude. Yeah. So, in the chaos that ensues afterward, the neighbor slash landlady calls the police. This made me wonder, you know, how you call the police in 1879? Because, um, honestly, like the phone was invented in 1876, and people don't have phones in their house. And then they all these cases were like, oh, they called the police. It turns out that you just like went out into the road and like yelled. <laughs> I imagine they're like, call the police. And then like 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 how dogs bark in the movies when one dog starts barking and the others go too. and they like get the message. And so also oh,
0: like everybody so like you would start it and then I will do next. Go ahead. Oh.
1: Call the police. I don't know that that's exactly, I don't know if it was an echo situation, but I guess she just like went out and screamed. So that's what I imagine was going (laughs) on. But needless to say, they didn't get there in time to catch Kate. If you haven't figured it out yet, um, Kate is not actually the real Mrs. Thomas, which is why the neighbor was like, uh, you're pointing at Mrs. Thomas and that is not Mrs. Thomas.
0: Okay, I was like, what prompted old lady to call the police? And now I get it. Yeah, I yeah. get it.
1: It's because she's not the real Mrs. Thomas. She's not the tenant. Um, and John also, unfortunately, is SOL on that new furniture that he was going to get. Mm. So let me tell you about the real Mrs. Thomas. The real Mrs. Thomas's full name is... Was Julia Martha Thomas, and she was approximately 54 years old. She lived at the address in Mayfield Cottages by herself, having been widowed twice, most recently in 1873, which would have been six years prior to this. Well, that's sad. Yeah, it is kind of sad. Uh, before being married in her early days, she was a, a school teacher. Um, she's described by other people as a small, well dressed lady. With an excitable temperament, mm-hmm. and she's also fairly eccentric. Um, she's lower oh, middle oh, class, I like those. yeah. She she's lower middle class, but she really goes out of her way to make sure that people think that she, like, she's trying to give the impression of prosperity at most times. So she dresses up every day. She wears fancy jewelry. She hires maids. And while like having the maid was practical, um, really she did this just so that people thought that she had a certain status.
0: So when you say eccentric, it doesn't really mean like she wore like a bird for a hat.
1: Oh, I don't or something think like so. That. People just called her eccentric, and and I don't really know what that means, but they do it means
0: that she she wore tin cans for shoes.
1: Maybe she did, but nobody mentioned that. They should have. <laughs> they did mention is that she did like to travel often, sometimes disappearing for extended periods of time without telling friends or family that she was going anywhere. And I almost wonder. alone. Yeah, I almost wonder if because she travels by herself and she's a woman. And it's the 1800s that, of that's eccentric.
0: That's it. That's eccentric. They were yeah. like, what are you doing alone, woman? How can you take care of yourself? You
1: absolutely shouldn't be alone out here in the world. Uh, yeah, so her travel habits and yeah, and she she did. I'm sorry, but you said, you said
0: world.
1: What did I say? What was it? What, what word was I saying?
0: You were trying to say world, but you said world. world. I say and a lot of words like really spit. stupid. I'm sorry. You
1: no, know, when I edit this. I think you were trying to be old timey. I think that was the case. When I edit this, I realize how many words I say stupid.
0: I probably do the same. You probably realize how many words I
1: say stupid. I don't notice it as much with you as I do with myself.
0: <laughs> Is it because I'm starting to become half southern Maybe,
1: but I don't know that I'm saying it Wisconsin-y either. I think that I'm, I think I just fuck up when I talk. It's
0: okay.
1: I still love I you.
0: Think. I didn't know. I didn't really recognize that that was an issue until okay, you good. were doing some sort of weird accent and said, world. World. And I liked it.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah.
0: Well, it made me like spit my drink out. So her world
1: out. traveling habits and harsh <laughs> temper did make it really difficult for her to keep a study made in the house. And honestly, before 1879, she had only been able to keep one maid for a decent length of time. Oh. Yeah. So given this information, uh, the police did need to investigate, determine, you know, like, what's going on? Is there just some con artist that took advantage of the fact that the real Mrs. Thomas is traveling? So they decide to go inside of the home. Upon entering, they realize that there is definitely a problem. They find blood stains. They find burned finger bones in the hearth. Oh. They find fatty deposits in the laundry copper. Do you know what a laundry Wait, copper what? is? No.
0: And I also can you please explain the fatty deposits?
1: Well, I'll explain to you how they get there later. They just see that there's like a fatty like buildup kind of around. The inside of the, the laundry copper. And so a laundry copper could be called like a wash copper, a copper boiler, or simply a copper. Um, and it's a wash house boiler. It's basically like an old-timey washing machine that's made of galvanized iron or copper. And you put water in it and get it boiling, and then you, like, put your clothes into it. It's, like, basically like a giant, like, copper bucket thing, but it kind of looks more like a stove a little bit. And it looks like you and probably then you stir put it a around in
0: it. You put the baby in it and then you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater.
1: Um you don't put the baby in it because it's boiling hot.
0: Oh no, don't boil your baby. I yeah,
1: don't put the baby in the copper.
0: Nobody uses coppers anymore, so I'm pretty sure that nobody's gonna boil their baby. Yeah. It's be they're,
1: fine. Don't get yeah, I don't think anybody's gonna get confused and boil their baby. But well, I'll explain to you in a little bit what happens if you like put a person in there. But they find okay. some fatty deposits in it. So They also find a letter with the name of someone named Kate Webster on it. It doesn't take long Mm. for them to realize um, who they're looking for with John Church's description and the fact that they have records of a woman named Kate Webster who has been in trouble in London before. So the police of Scotland Yard immediately put together some wanted posters and through those they're able to determine that she had recently fled to ireland with her little five-year-old son traveling um over to or she had left london for ireland on a coal steamer with her five-year-old son what happened to her little boy well he's he's just with her he took her with like it's kate's little boy that that went along with so he just takes Uh, off i
0: thought that kate i thought kate was kate thomas
1: Thomas says she only took the last name and pretended to be so like Julia Thomas was the person that lived in the house the 54 year old woman and then Kate is the younger lady that pretended to be Mrs. Thomas except for she still used her first name Kate
0: yes I that's what I thought but like where the fuck is her kid
1: well during that while she's pretending I will tell you about that in a little bit
0: okay I'm sorry I'm asking too many questions okay going it's okay
1: So the letter with Kate Webster's name on it it did have an address in Ireland on it. And they realized that um, probably their best bet would be to contact the head constable of the Royal English Constabulary, I don't know if I said that right, in Wexford, Ireland. And they just thought that that would be their their best move since this address in in Ireland and in Wexford. So um, upon receiving that communication, the head constable there is like, he sees that name and some of the crimes that she had committed in London. And he's like, like what? this is a different last name, but it's the same first name of this woman who I haven't seen in about 14 years, but I think I know exactly what he's talking like, who he's talking about and where I might find her. I want to know. Yeah. So just 10 days after she had fled London on March 28th, the head constable in Wexford quickly finds her, um, this woman that he knows as Kate Lawler, on her uncle's farm. And she's wearing Julia Thomas's silk dress and some of her rings.
0: Chimney Christmas. Those are her eccentric belongings, bitch. Yeah.
1: And she's shipped back to London. Okay. So let's talk about who Kate really is. So... Yes, yeah. Kate was born Catherine Lawler in 1849 in Colleen County, Wexford, Ireland, which, so that makes her 30 years old at the time that we're talking about now. So um, she's born like the, that is near a place called Enniscorthy, which may be a bigger city that people in Ireland might know exists, but I did not. So, and I may have said it incorrectly, but I tried. So. Um, Her parents were poor, but they were respectable people. Unfortunately, even though she had good parents, she did have a lot of issues. She became a thief really early on in life and was really pretty bold about it. Um, She just kind of just went out and stole shit however she could, wherever she could. She got caught really often and really just, she didn't give a fuck. Um, She was arrested a whole bunch of times. There was even this priest that tried to like like, take interest in her and help her out, set her straight, but nothing stuck. Um,
0: How her- about they didn't cut off fingers back then or hands or nothing?
1: I guess not for little Irish girls. They didn't.
0: Well. Yeah. Really should have.
1: At first, because she had nice just parents. kidding. Don't
0: like, chop off children's hands. Oh, yeah. Don't.
1: Okay. I might not have heard you right if I just agreed to chopping off children's fingers. <laughs>
0: I didn't really mean it. I don't mean a lot of the jokey things I say. Everybody, please.
1: Yeah, we don't really. Uh, yeah, yeah. We shouldn't. Sometimes we laugh about things that we are. do not condone violence. We, we okay. don't condone violence at all. Um, no. So much so, like, I'm a pretty empathetic person. And I thought to myself, like, maybe Kate had kleptomania or something.
0: I. She. Got some kind of problems. Yes.
1: Yeah, but I did. So I was like, what is what are the symptoms of kleptomania? Does it match here? And so I looked it up and, and Mayo defines it as the recurrent inability to resist urges to steal items that you generally don't need and that usually have little value. It's pretty rare. And honestly, the things that she was stealing had value. So, So that doesn't really apply to her.
0: What would actually cause somebody to be klep- a kleptomaniac? Is there like some sort of trauma or like them wanting to be paid attention to, even if in a negative manner or something like that?
1: Or sure. honestly, I hmm. I read a little bit and then I stopped and got back to my regular case because I, I do have a tendency to fall down rabbit holes and get hyper fixated on things, but I tried not to this time.
0: Yeah, I'm a butterfly chaser, as we are seeing right now. So, okay, Kate, go
1: back Yeah. Yeah. So, What's she doing? Eventually, Kate uh, got placed into jail at the age of 15 for larceny. I'm not sure how long she was in for, but eventually she does get out and goes back to stealing. And at the age of 18 in 1867, she sold enough money to buy herself a ticket to Liverpool, England. Well, look at that. Yeah. So she hops the ferry over to Liverpool and she continues her life of crime. Um, At this time, she decides to change her last name from Lawler to Webster. She claims (laughs) that this name change had to do with a marriage because she married a sea captain with the name Webster, which might Mm. have been believable except for the fact that she explained that she had four children with him. And when asked where the Mm -hmm. husband and four children were, she just explained that they all died within a short period of time. But just a year after arriving in Liverpool, she's caught pickpocketing, which she was really bad at, and she ends up getting sentenced to four years in prison. And so, like, I think it would have been really hard for her to have four kids between the year that she sailed from Ireland to you uh to England what if she had quadruplets she may have had quadruplets
0: but that's probably what happened I'm gonna give her the I was gonna say I was gonna give her the shadow of the doubt <laughs> that's not how that that goes what is it benefit of the doubt I'm gonna give her oh a benefit a benefit of a doubt not a shadow
1: appreciate that you're you're assuming positive intent which is nice of you
0: I'm just trying to be nice to her because I don't, I don't really don't know why I'm trying to be nice to her. Well, she you don't like a know bitch, a actually. lot.
1: So far, it just seems like she could be stealing from somebody. So let's get back to Kate's, Kate's backstory here. So okay. when she's released from that four year stint in 1872, she decides that she's going to move to London and start over again. It doesn't say how she's got the money to do that, but she's a stealer. So I'm guessing that she just stealers. She's thieving it. Yeah. Yeah. So she lives in London and she does make some of her living as a maid, which is great. Uh, But then she wants more money than that. So she does prostitute a bit as well. And then eventually moves on to lodging house robberies. So every few days she would rent a room out. And then she would grab everything she could carry in that room and take it to a pawnbroker, sell it, and move on to the next. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in 1874, Kate gets a real job as a cook and a housekeeper to Captain Woolbest. And um, that guy, like, during that her time at that job, she meets this guy who is just described as Mr. Strong or a man named Strong. Um, so she became. So he's not like a superhero? He's not or a like superhero. A carny guy? No, he's just like a, a normal everyday guy whose last name happens to be Strong. But it would be cooler if mm. he had been a superhero.
0: It would have been cooler if he was like an old time, like maybe he was a boxer or
1: something. I mean, you never okay. know. Because we don't, there's really not much about Mr. Strong besides that. He knocks her up, and she gives birth. I
0: think he wears a unitard.
1: He does. I can get down with that. Okay, so.
0: Like, I think he probably does and has a handlebar mustache.
1: So, I feel like people like that were okay. probably in the circus at that point in time.
0: Exactly. That's
1: what I see in my head. Okay, so that maybe explains what happened. So, she gives birth to a son on April 19th of 1874, and strong just, like, takes off. And I guess that he must have just gone back on the road with the circus.
0: Was he a strong baby?
1: <laughs> it doesn't say anything about the strength of her baby, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> he wasn't a freakishly strong baby?
1: Oh, and he didn't come... I mean, it doesn't say that he came out wearing, like, a a unitard.
0: <laughs> Looking like Popeye.
1: Yeah, he didn't come out like that, I guess. But... No, Mr. Strong was not a stand-up guy. He's like, nah, I'm not going to deal with this. And, and like, there's no child support back in the day. So she doesn't really have any support to pay for her son. So she really just had to do what she knew how to do and went back to stealing shit. So she continues to get arrested really frequently um, and spent quite a bit of time in jail. And in 1875, at the age of 26 years old, she's charged and convicted of 36 counts of larceny all at once. And is sentenced to serve. Who's watching the strong baby? Um, She's sentenced to serve 18 months in Wandsworth prison. So, I think that there's this friend named Sarah Crease who. It said that she met her after this time in prison. However, there's other accounts where it says that she watched the baby while she was in and out of prison. And so her friend Sarah, I think, who's also like a maid, she takes care of the baby. That was nice of her. So she did get out. So she did that, that 18-month sentence for the 36 counts of larceny, she gets out and does okay for a month, and then gets in trouble again and has to go back in for another year.
0: Goddamn woman.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Just, she can't, she doesn't learn. She just doesn't learn, unfortunately. So, after her 1877 to 1878 stint in Wandsworth Prison, she starts to look for domestic work again. Um, and at first, she's hired by the Mitchell family in Teddington. Uh, but she realizes really quick that they don't actually have anything worth stealing. So she's not really <laughs> very fond of that. So this is when her friend okay. Sarah, so the one who watches her kid, introduces her, like, through mm-hmm. her own employer to Mrs. Julia Thomas. You know, who's the lady that... Oh, okay. furniture she got. got yeah. Stealing. Yeah. So... January 13th of 1879. So this is, you know, like she's been out of prison for 11 months at this point. So she gets hired by Mrs. Thomas as a maid. Um, Mrs. Thomas apparently didn't look too hard into Kate's background. Um, There obviously wasn't the internet back then and and things like that. So ask around or something.
0: You would think like. Oh never mind. I was gonna say something stupid. I was gonna never mind. Were you gonna um, ask
1: if why she didn't call the references?
0: No, that is not what I was gonna say. Because everyone say? knows that like, calling references what you were gonna is gonna worthless. Say. What? Tell us what you were gonna say. Well because I forgot I forgot for a second. That Mrs. Thomas was missing, and I was thinking about that old lady neighbor. And I was like, Well, obviously, if old lady neighbor recognized her as a criminal, everybody would know she was bad. And then I was like, That's not why she did that self. So don't say it out loud. But then I did that thing where I talk. Dude, I try so hard all week long at work to not spit things out and to think before I actually talk. Because I'm not stupid. I just, really love to just blurt stuff out and i can't do that i can't do that you know
1: but i can with you yeah you can with me you can with me well this for for this stint i do know for sure that the son though instead of like the son doesn't come with to mrs thomas's house he does stay with sarah but kate is allowed to go visit him on sunday afternoons because apparently she was pretty attached to her her son who was five years old at this time Mm, the poor kid. So things between Kate and Mrs. Thomas actually start out pretty well. Kate decides that she actually kind of likes Mrs. Thomas, and they, they get along, mm. but it didn't, it didn't last very long. So Mrs. Thomas eventually begins picking at Kate's work, saying it's just not good enough. Kate quickly begins starting her old habits again, so visiting this nearby pub called The Hole in the Wall. Um, there's not much in the neighborhood, but the hole in the wall is there, and so she spends quite a bit of time over there <laughs> drinking. After oh, know, about a month sad. of employing Kate, uh, Mrs. Thomas decides that she's had enough, and she gives her notice that her employment is going to end on February 28th. I think this happens sometime in like mid-February, so she gives her a couple of weeks, essentially, to to find somewhere mm. else to work and to you know get moved out of her house. And so between yeah, but but, between the date that the notice was given in February 28th, Mrs. Thomas does frequently ask for friends to stay with her because she's really uncomfortable being alone with Kate. Things I would be too. Yeah, it would it would be very awkward to be like, oh, I'm firing you. You're going to be done in like two weeks. And yeah, it's no good. I don't like to be in a room with somebody after they've been fired for like an for like five minutes. It's awkward
0: right it's like those couples that break up and then they're like well let's just live together for a while
1: That'd be just so weird go well. yeah so yeah february 28th comes along and kate asks for an extension over the weekend until march 3rd since she hasn't found new employment yet or a place to live and mrs thomas is nice enough and she complies she says yeah yeah i guess you can stay for the weekend so on the morning of Sunday, March 2nd, Mrs. Thomas attends church as usual, and Kate goes off to visit her son, as she did on Sundays, but decides that she's going to stop at the pub on the way back to Mrs. Thomas's home. As one does. As, as Kate does. So Mrs. Thomas gets back from morning church, and she really, she goes back for like the evening service as well. But she's annoyed because Kate's not back yet. And she, I don't know, whatever, she wanted to reprimand her or something. So she just is like, I want to talk to her before I go to church. She holds her up. So Mrs. Thomas reprimands Kate when she returns. And the two get into a fight before Mrs. Thomas leaves again to go to the Sunday evening service. Um, It was not like a physical fight, just like, you know, yelling at each other, essentially. So Mrs. Thomas leaves and she goes to that service But um, other people at the church say that she doesn't actually stay through the entire service. They're not really sure why she left early, but she did end up walking home without anybody to accompany her back to her house. It would maybe Mm -hmm. make sense, like if she caught wind of Kate's past at some point, she may have been fearful that she could be getting robbed at the moment because of the fight that she had with Kate. And Uh, so that, that could have been one of the reasons she was going back. But Kate was there waiting for her. All of the sources that I looked at. So this is an old case. And I you know, like, again, disclaimer, you don't want to do a book report on anything we report on, especially because we're looking at the 1800s (laughs) and you just you don't like the sources are super inconsistent and we're we're not looking to like write a scholarly paper here. So, yeah, we have a couple different accounts of this, but all accounts that I had do say that Kate attacked Mrs. Thomas and pushed her from the top of a set of stairs at some point. I've also seen, in addition to the stair situation, I've seen one where she, like, hits her on the side of the head with an axe and then, like, hits her with the actual axe after she falls down the stairs. She knocks her down the stairs, like, by hitting her with an axe, essentially. But then I saw another one where she... That escalated. Yeah. And then I saw another one where she pushes her down the stairs And then she's still so angry that she, like, goes down there and, like, chokes her to death in the heat of the moment. Oh. Either way, Mrs. Thomas dies. So Kate decides that she's going to take full advantage of the situation that she's in instead of just fleeing. And so in my notes, I just realized I wrote instead of fleeting. (laughs) Fleeting. Instead of fleeting. No. So... So she decides that there's all this stuff in Mrs. Thomas's home. And we know that she likes to sell stuff for money. So she decides that she's going to dispose of the body um, and just really just take advantage of the fact that Mrs. Thomas traveled frequently without telling anyone. She realizes that she's probably got some time because it's not out of the ordinary for her to disappear.
0: Right. I mean, that's not okay. But okay. Yeah.
1: As soon as Mrs. Thomas was dead, she really got to work right away and was was efficient. So she decides that she's going to get that laundry copper boiling immediately. She's like, I know what I'm going to do here. Let's get this thing boiling. And while it's boiling, she used a razor and a meat saw to chop her head off. Uh -uh. She removed Mrs. Thomas's limbs and she cut out her insides like her intestines and that her escalated
0: like really quickly
1: it really she did. was like
0: she was like a fifth grade shoplifter and all of a sudden she's like dissecting people
1: it it it's a lot and so let, let's talk a little bit about people? this because I, I think it was a lot for Kate as well so she she did all this like cutting up she burned the intestines and tried Why? to burn some bones in the hearth as well. And then she put the limbs and her torso into the copper to boil, to soften it up. To soften it up? So that she could pack it into something later. Oh, man. So she starts this boiling and the smell really starts to overwhelm Kate cuz it's nasty. Yeah. While it's boiling, she's like, "Well, I'm just going to go over to the hole in the wall and casually grab a drink until it dissipates a bit." Oh no. So, upon returning, she's still struggling with like the blood and the cleanup and the smell. It really was just overwhelming to her, but she decides that she's really got to cover her own ass to get a payout here. So she she sticks to it, and she gets the job done. She systematically packs up Mrs. Thomas's remains into what was called a wooden bonnet box in one. Mm. So there's, like, a couple of descriptions. I've seen, like, just a wooden box, and then, like, a couple places I saw a bonnet box And I did, like I was thinking like a hat box at first, but I looked up what a bonnet box is and or was, and it's essentially like a Victorian era cabinet. It was like called like a commode. And I was thinking like a bathroom, like a toilet thing, but it wasn't. It was like, have you ever seen those old, like an old movie where they have like a pitcher of water, like in their room? Yeah. Like a wash thing. So it's just like meant to hold those items essentially a wooden cabinet. Oh. So I'm not sure if it so was... So it's like a carrying case for your sink? Yeah. So it's I casual. I just... I don't know if it was actually a wooden cabinet or if it was a wooden box. It was described differently in different sources. But nevertheless, she did just pack this woman's body up into it, but she couldn't fit one of the feet inside. She mm. couldn't fit the head in there either. So she takes the head... And she grabs what is a like a black called a Gladstone bag. And I didn't know what that was. And so I looked it up and it's basically one of those like giant handled Mary Poppins bags.
0: Oh, I only know Mary Poppins to have an umbrella that she flies with. Oh, I do not remember. Oh, does it look like a carpet bag?
1: I don't know what a carpet bag is, but it's just like a gigantic, (laughs) it's like a giant satchel with like giant handles on it that you could like put over your shoulder.
0: I basically, in my head, the bag looks like an oriental carpet that was like made, that somebody made a bag out of. And that's why I called it a carpet bag. And it's not real. I'm I just. Okay. Well, I encourage
1: you to just like Google a Gladstone bag when you've got time. Okay. okay. All right. Learning. Yes. So she put the head into the Gladstone bag because oh. it didn't fit. And apparently the foot didn't fit in there either. But apparently at some point she, and we I'm not really sure when she does this, but she went and, like, just took that one foot and she chucked it into a nearby either manure or trash heap, just depending on what source you look at. So some kind of, like, oh. trash area.
0: So... Like, nobody will notice this foot. Yeah,
1: during during this time, there are some stories that have been told that insinuate that she did try selling the fatty remains from the copper as lard to neighbors. Because I guess, like, the fat will come out while you boil it. Well, I think people eat lard. So. Oh, God. They use it for, like, cooking. So.
0: For some reason, this is grosser to me than, like. Somebody that's just like, I like killing people. Because I just imagine that that she got in like over her head. Can you just imagine? Oh, God.
1: I think she got in over her head. she's like an ordinary...
0: Yeah, she's like an ordinary shoplifter that all of a sudden, like, things got a little wild. And then she's like, fuck, fuck, fuck. I
1: have to do this thing. Right? I don't know. But this one story says that she offered the lard to three hungry little boys, letting them eat two bowls apiece. No! But given, see, like, the the fact that, like, yeah, like, her getting in over her head and, like, it just seems that she's... She's not into, like, the psychological part of murder where you're trying to get control over someone. I think she really did it because she – if she did it on purpose and it wasn't heat of the moment, I think it was because she wanted the stuff. And I think she wanted the money and she was selfish and and grossly selfish and callous in that way. But I don't think that she was into, like, the psychological part where you're, like, feeding other people body parts to be – to have some kind of control and, like, be gross to yourself. So I just, I just don't no, see her actually feeding it to children. I, I feel like she's just like a greedy wench. Yeah, right. this this story gets out of hand with like the the media at, at one point. So I just, I think it's just a sensationalized thing. But um, oh, okay. she did need to get rid of these other remains. So she had to get a little bit creative. And the bonnet oh. box was very heavy and Kate knew that she needed help getting it out of the house and so so of course so these murders took place or this murder just one murder took place on Sunday evening and then you know like she did all of this stuff like through the night on Sunday into Monday morning and was cleaning all day on Monday so the Tuesday following that she takes her Mary Poppins head in a bag with her Mm -hmm. over to London's Hammersmith area where she used to live upon arriving to London um, six years ago. So she had some old friends there named Henry and Anne Porter and she went to visit them. She hadn't seen them in six years and she said that since she had seen them last she had married a man by the name of Thomas had a son and was then widowed and recently inherited an estate from an aunt who died. And also P.S. have a head in a bag. Yeah. Uh, So she's got this black bag with her. She's just, you know, they're just like, oh, she's carrying this bag. Kate Mm. is a drinker, of course, as we know. So she decides to take Henry and then their son, Robert, who I think is a grown man or at least like a teenager. She takes them out pub hopping, um, eventually making their way back to the Richmond area with the head in the bag in tow. She's just like carrying the head around in the bag? Yeah, they even... And they even carried hopping. it for a couple of times, like, throughout the day. Oh! And they noticed it was really heavy, but they didn't... I don't know if they asked what was in it, but they didn't know that there was a head in it, obviously.
0: I think it weighed eight pounds.
1: Probably eight pounds, yeah. So, well, Isn't that what a human head weighs? I think so. Well, Henry and Robert, they, they did get back over to the Richmond area, so they ended up at the hole in the wall. And while Henry and Robert were drinking... Kate excuses herself and says that she's just going to go and visit a friend nearby um, with her bag. Head. And when she returns, they notice that she doesn't have her Mary Poppins bag anymore. And she says it's fine and she'll get it from her friend later. She must have left it. So I'm not sure if it's the same day or shortly thereafter, like one of the days shortly thereafter. But she tells the son, Robert Porter, that she has a large heavy box that she needs to get to the Ridge- Richmond Bridge. For a friend to pick up, which I'm assuming is near the house. And so mm-hmm. it it is kind of weird. Like, I feel like I would be like, so your friend can pick it up at the bridge, but he can't pick it up at the house. Like, that was weird to me. But he he says, OK, and he goes and helps her move it to the bridge. She tells Robert once they get to the bridge to go on without her while she waits for her friend to come and pick it up. And when he's a short distance away, he hears a splash in the water Um, And when she catches up with him a while later, he asks about that splash and she assures him that the friend had come and picked it up and that he must have just been hearing something else in the water. She's like, there's nothing to see.
0: I didn't throw a dead body in the water or anything. It's all good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So the box actually, the box and or cabinet was discovered the next morning actually by a coal worker named Henry Wheatley. It was found near the Barnes Bridge, which I looked up. And they're about two miles apart. So the Richmond Bridge where they dumped it in and the Barnes Bridge were about two miles apart. He went down and got the box thinking that it would be full of the proceeds of a robbery. So I think he was like, oh, somebody stole some stuff and threw it in the river. But he was thoroughly grossed out upon opening it to find a human torso and some limbs. Minus the head. Would you open it? Would I have opened it? Yeah. Um... You know, I'm not sure. I don't. I don't think I would ever be like hopping down into a riverbank to like grab something out of the water. I might just like call I mean, like, and tell somebody I saw it.
0: I wouldn't call and tell anybody I saw a box in the river. I mean, actually, that's kind of weird.
1: It's like a, it was like a big giant box or like a cabinet.
0: Yeah, that's kind of weird. But I guess yeah, it's not like
1: you. I mean, maybe you wouldn't because it's not like you like saw the body.
0: I mean, if I was just walking down there, I would probably open it.
1: Yeah, I don't know. But the police obviously were called, probably by yelling in the street again. And they could tell that the torso had been boiled and that some of the body parts had been burned a bit. Like somebody tried to burn them. But at that time, there was nobody to connect it to. Nobody knew that Mrs. Thomas was missing Um, So it became a mystery, which is why, like, the newspapers were reporting on it at the time and calling it the Barnes Mystery. So that's what this case is sometimes called is the Barnes Mystery. It was around the same time that somebody found the random foot on the garbage and or manure pile. Mm -hmm. And, of course, when they realized later that Mrs. Thomas was missing, they put it all together. But at this time, you know, like, even though it's the day after that it's found, they they have no idea that it's Mrs. Thomas because nobody knows that she's gone. So. Right. Porter did actually... she's on see... vacation. What?
0: Because in their mind, she's just on vacation being eccentric by herself.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, she's just you know, being a, a modern woman, being on vacation all alone. So, weirdo, but there nobody's really concerned about it. And she lives alone, too, you know? So Robert Porter, the son who helped her move the box, did see that in the newspaper the day after. And he... Actually did talk to his dad about it being similar to the one that he helped Kate move. Uh, But they didn't really do anything or come forward at that time because I don't think they were expecting, you know, Kate to be dumping a dead body into the river. They were friends with her. They
0: weren't like, hey, there was a plop.
1: Yeah, I mean, they didn't didn't report it. So over the course of the next two weeks, Kate continues to live at Mrs. Thomas's house, wear her clothes and jewelry, and just keeps trying to sell whatever she can including the furniture. and this is where we circle back to her drinking at John Church's pub, which is called the Rising Sun. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we know they they negotiate a price and the pickup date for the furniture that eventually led to the situation with the neighbor and everything we knew that came after. We're gonna fast forward again to Kate's okay. apprehension and is that the right word? <laughs> she was apprehended, I'm- right? That means she was arrested, right?
0: Yeah, but you can also be apprehensive about something. I know. Be like, hmm, I don't know.
1: No, and that's why I was questioning myself also cuz it's late at night I'm usually sleeping at this time of day.
0: Me too, and also I had a glass of wine.
1: Oh, that doesn't that doesn't help any weird.
0: It doesn't help. It really doesn't help me think.
1: Let's go back to when Kate is just returned to London after being caught at her uncle's farm in Ireland. And once back at the police station in London, John Church is brought in to identify her. And, you know, apparently because there's probably not two-way mirrors back then where she can't see John looking at her, he, uh, she, like, sees John and she points and yells, here's your murderer, and points the finger at oh, him. Oh, no. Yeah. They keep her, you know, like, arrested, but they, they do you know, question it and they believe her for a minute. And so they investigate John church and they arrest him. Um, but he was able no. to quickly provide a solid alibi and was released very quickly. He was like, I'm a publican. Yeah. After that didn't work out. She's like, well, that didn't work. Let's, let's blame Robert and Henry Porter. <laughs> they were also cleared right away.
0: Man, some people's kids. It's
1: like, you can't just keep pointing fingers at everybody. Like, Yeah, I guess you can, but nobody should believe your lying ass. I know. I mean, like, after you've pointed a finger at one person already, though, and it didn't work out, it's like, you can't just pick another person. It doesn't work that way. Pointing is rude. So, Kate's trial was set um, and began on July 2nd of 1879. With all these cases, I'm always just like, because I feel like now it takes over a year to get somebody to trial, Doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Or like years?
0: It shouldn't. Everyone has a right
1: to a speedy trial. I know, right? But we don't. And these people, they just get to it. They get to it.
0: Well, they should just get to it. Like the next day, they were just hanging people.
1: Right? It goes fast. So, this took place at the Old Bailey, which is also known as the Central Criminal Court of England and Wales. That still exists today, but I guess the building's been you know updated. But it's a it's a famous court. Place in Hopefully, in London. Yeah. She was prosecuted by the Solicitor General Sir Harding Gifford, um, and her defense attorney was a prominent London barrister named Warner Slay. Uh, she pled not guilty, emphasizing the fact that she would never do something like this because she was so devoted to her son. Right. Yeah. People of all walks of life showed up from the like for this from like far and wide um, to watch, and even the future King of Sweden, Crown Prince Gustav ended uh, beginning on the fourth day he like shows up and and watches it and so over the course of the six-day trial there were a number of witnesses but the most damning was a bonnet maker named Maria Darden. She relayed to the court that Kate had visited her a week before the murder and mentioned that she was going to Birmingham soon to sell some property and jewelry that was left to her. This made the jury believe that it was premeditated, especially since this was in within that notice that she was given by Mrs. Thomas. So oh, yeah. given the notice and then she was like, oh, I'm going to be headed here to sell some some shit that I've got. It makes it seem like maybe she knew she was going to kill her. That that didn't go well. And really throughout the trial, London was getting um, their eighteen hundred like their 1800s glory flag, they're just like letting it fly. Um, you know, like they get so into murder, <laughs> I was just going crazy. So there's newspaper coverage, and there's also something called street ballads that were created to commemorate the occasion. And did they sing about them? Yeah. So a street ballad is where they would change the words to a popular song to narrate the story of the murder. The most famous one during this one was called "Murder and Mutilation of an Old Lady," like of an old lady near Barnes, um, and it was set to the tune of "Just Before Battle, Mother," which is an American Civil War song. I tried to find, you know, like if there was any recording. Obviously, they weren't able to record it then, but I was like, "Did this, you know, survive somewhere and somebody sang it somewhere?" But I couldn't find it. But I did find a recording of the original song. And it's very old time. I wish
0: I wish the people still did that. Like they would just, you know, pick an artist like like I'm going to take like Britney Spears, like hit me, baby, one more time (laughs) and turn it into a into a tale.
1: They could have like sang about the Johnny Depp trial to hit me, baby, one more time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We should start that again. I feel like we could we could handle it. I could do
0: it. I could do it. Not right now while I'm under pressure. Oh, I and I it. think,
1: like, do we have to have, like, rights to to that music to change it and sing it somewhere? I don't know. We People can't just sing, it, like. Right?
0: Can we sing, like, like Amber is crazy? Uh, 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 uh. Oh, that's not Hit Me we're
1: allowed to, like, have 20 seconds if somebody's on there or something.
0: That was less than twenty seconds, for the record. It was, and also, I feel like that was maybe an in sync song and not Britney.
1: Um, who sang that song? Did...
0: I I don't know. All I can hear in my head is that part that goes, Bee-dee! you know what I'm talking about?
1: Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay, well, nope, it's called "You Drive Me Crazy" and it's a Britney Spears song. You're fine. Okay,
0: okay. so I changed the words to Amber's crazy. Yeah, you can.
1: <laughs> Yes, please work on them or workshop it. Yeah, and then report. And Johnny back. just can't see oh. <laughs> Yeah. Like make sure you put a turd in it. So <laughs> Yes. Oh yeah. In addition to the street ballads papers described Kate as savage, barbaric, callous, and fiendish throughout the trial. I tried really hard to find an old newspaper article from this and I, I couldn't find like any of that were during the trial, which bummed me out. So she was a grotesque. It was a grotesque. And like I just I don't know, but I didn't try very hard to find the article. I'm just saying, so if you want to like go out and try harder, somebody and try to find a newspaper article, I guess they were pretty cool. So by cool, I mean they were like just out of control because I mean we're still obsessed with with murder today but why why do you think that we are
0: upset i think it's because we're trying to understand like a normal person
1: like we're sitting here going what the fuck yeah i just feel like the more we learn about it the more yeah like you tried i just i'm always trying to understand like what makes their brain do something like that because i don't even like to be rude to people exactly i'm a, i'm like exactly. very uncomfortable and i i will make myself severely uncomfortable just to not be rude to another person
0: yes which is kind of ridiculous but i'm the
1: same way we are mm-hmm. just out like murdering people
0: they're just like i don't give a fuck
1: is like flying high on display just don't get it i don't get it at all and i think that that's why people are so obsessed with it and it gets so sensationalized
0: it's hard to understand people that have no – like, if they have no empathy, um, just, like, that, I think, from a normal person's perspective just is mind-blowing in itself. It is.
1: It is mind-blowing. I don't, I don't get it. And, like, this lady, I mean, like, obviously she was – even if she didn't, like, go out and intend to be a murderer, she was willing to cut up a dead – like, cut up a body and then boil it to be selfish and, like, for greed – like that's just that's another level. Just a, to- I'm still like not quite understanding about like, like,
0: a cooking, <laughs> cooking the torso and stuff to fit it in the box. Like, wonder if was it because she was trying to fit it in the box and it wasn't, and she
1: was like, "Fuck, fuck, fuck!" I don't. What she like do? boiled I need to make it, it right away. I mean, like, when we cook meat, this is a gross way to just talk about this, like an analogy. But when you cook meat, it shrinks, mm. right?
0: Yes, I know what you're talking about. Yes.
1: I think that's where her head was going. Yeah, that shit Oh, no. I mean, I don't know from example. Like, I don't know. I've never smelled a dead body, but I I hear that it's pretty bad. So, I would imagine it probably just smells like, I hate to say it, but it probably just
0: smells like you're cooking. Ugh.
1: No, it doesn't smell like, like it's, any other. I've heard it smells really bad. Well, that's because she had like all the guts and stuff. Like, that's the part
0: that smells bad. Like she took out the intestine like that. Like what? It, oh, God.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If you. oh, well, Let's stop thinking about that part. OK, yeah. let's just move on. So, yeah, let's. Uh, I was just, We're done with that part. OK, so. Thank you. Um, once the trial wrapped up, the jury only deliberated for an hour and 15 minutes. And despite that it was only circumstantial evidence and, you know, like from witnesses essentially in this. They did find her guilty, and she was sentenced to death by hanging. Once she was sentenced to death, um, she changed her story yet again, and this time she decided to blame the father of her child, the missing Mr. Strong.
0: You know what? <laughs> he showed up in a unitard, and his handlebar mustache, I was just so taken with it.
1: Yeah, she's apparently really let him in. into his... I. I really wish we knew what he looked like. There's not even... Everywhere I've seen is, like, they they can't even prove that this guy really even existed, this Mr. Strong. Like, she told people he was the father of her son, but she also was a prostitute. So, whether or not he right? even existed. She did say that he... Uh, she lied about everything. I know. She lied about so much. She even said that he he led her into a life of crime and had been the one that murdered Mrs. Thomas. Uh-huh. But she was she was mm-hmm. doing crimes before she met him.
0: Mr. Strong was just one of her personalities.
1: Uh, he was probably just another personality, yeah. something like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, nobody believed her, of course. <sighs> she then she tries to do something called pleading the belly. so what yeah so that's what they called it plead the belly. and so to try to get out of to get her hanging delayed, uh, because of pregnancy, apparently you're able to do that if you were pregnant, and so apparently oh. this is this is a thing that that was commonplace enough that the court employed something called a jury of matrons just for this type of situation. Okay. So they're just waiting around for somebody to be sentenced to hang and say they're pregnant, and I guess that they they just hang around for that reason, and they they were really taking their job seriously, I guess here and. They examined her for, like, three minutes, and they're like, no, you're not pregnant. How about this? How about this? Having a baby, I just can't hang. Oh, oh, Get it? Really (laughs) liked that a lot. (laughs) Okay. Oh, that would be a good one if I could have put that on an ad if we were allowed to advertise on Facebook, but we're not. We're we're banned. Uh, Okay, so. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So. That didn't work, and so finally the night before her execution, she did finally give in and gave a full confession, which is where, how we find out about, you know, how she went about killing and disposing of Mrs. Thomas, and in that Ooh. full confession, she does exonerate John Church, the Porters, and Mr. Strong in his handlebar mustache and unitard. <laughs> no, that was nice of her. Yeah, that was nice of her, so- she, she confessed to throwing her down the stairs, disposing of her body and, and disposing of her body in the really disgusting way that she had. On July 29th of 1879, um, she was the second person to ever be hanged at Wandsworth Prison. And just a quick fun fact here, um, there would eventually be 135 hangings at Wandsworth. And of this 135, she was the only woman to ever be hanged there. Wow. Yeah. While walking to the gallows, she screamed obscenities at the large crowd of observers, which I guess I had a hard time saying (laughs) observers there. So I feel like if I was getting hanged, which I, in this situation, I'm getting hanged for something I didn't do because I'm eccentric and I go on vacation without men. So you're getting hanged for that? Could be. People might think I'm a bad person back in the olden days and try to hang me or maybe they thought I'm a witch
0: I was going to think that you were probably a witch
1: I can see people maybe thinking I was a witch
0: I cannot see anybody thinking that you were a witch but like maybe a witch, in another but because life because I
1: don't care like that I'm just because I'm a spinster I think
0: I think you would just be yeah I think you would just be a spinster like a really nice like cute spinster
1: yeah but people would be upset about that and they would try to hang me in this particular situation. Okay, fine. You're getting hanged. If so I was getting hanged, I would scream obscenities at a large crowd of observers. What would you say? It would be like, I it's hard for me to get in that headspace right now because I'm just not there. But I'm sure I would use the word motherfuckers a lot. So... <laughs> I'd be like, you motherfuckers, get the fuck away from here. I mean like like there's a bunch of people that are, like watch you die. Like it's a sport. Like, that's fucked.
0: I think I would be I think I would be kind of solemn. I think I would be a range of emotions. I might laugh hysterically at some point as well.
1: You would just be like sad, you wouldn't be angry? I I think I would
0: be like all sorts of range of emotions. It would be a spectacle, I'm sure.
1: Probably, if that was the case, you'd probably get you'd get out of it. They'd be like, oh, my God, we convicted this woman to death, but she is clearly insane. And then you'd get put in a, clearly. In a straight jacket. Clearly. I feel like I'd rather be hanged than put in a straight jacket. I would, I would rather be hanged. Yeah. I wouldn't want to
0: be put in a straight jacket. That's not like a death sentence.
1: I have a low That's... tolerance for any kind of torturous thing. <laughs> Most people do. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just I can't imagine. So I do want to tell you about the hangman that not the game, but the actual man who hanged her and
0: like like where we learned how to play basketball.
1: So the hangman's name is William Marrowed and he was apparently taking his job really seriously and he had recently developed this new technique for hanging people called the long drop and it would. He thought it would result in instantaneous death instead of, you know, like having them like sit there and get choked for longer. And wiggle. And she was the yeah. first person that he used it on. And I think it's actually pretty considerate of William the hangman to try to get this over with really quick for people, especially because I assume that there were a lot of innocent people that were put to death back in the 1800s. So I feel yeah. like if he was able to spare those people from having to sit there and slowly die. It was just, it was nice of him. It was quicker.
0: That was pretty nice. Yeah. So, so did she die quickly?
1: Yeah, I guess. It worked.
0: It broke her neck.
1: Yeah, I guess. Which is, uh, I just, I don't really want to think about it. I felt like I was being more lighthearted at that, but I was like, nope, I'm still talking about people getting hanged and that's not okay. So. Um, no, there's nothing lighthearted about that. There's really oh. not. I apologize if that came off terrible she was buried on the prison grounds with the other prisoners that were put to death there eventually as well in an unmarked grave let's circle back around now um, because there are a few pieces of this yet to talk about so let's talk about john church again really quick so if you remember i don't know if you were concerned but like john thought he was getting new furniture and he didn't right yeah you worried about john i'd not be having really furniture really upset mom? about that i know you would be Did he pay for it i don't think he paid for it or maybe got his money back or something because but two days after kate was hung there was a public auction held at mrs thomas's home and john was able mm-hmm. to bid on and take home the furniture anyway that's a happy ending i hope he didn't have to buy it twice i hope he didn't have to buy it twice too he did also buy other personal effects. So I think he kind of grossly got into the this situation though, like like other people were, and he bought other personal effects, um, including Mrs. Thomas's pocket watch and some of the tools Ew. that she had been dismembered with. What the fuck? Yeah, so that part's fucked up. I'm wondering if he like thought that it would bring people into his bar. To say, oh, I have the stuff Republican. from this murder. Yeah. So there was that. Somebody else bought <sighs> the laundry copper. They sold it there. Mm-hmm. They bought it for five shillings. And I tried to do some conversion in math. And I think it might be $300 in today's American money plus 9% plus inflation. 9%. But I don't 100% mm-hmm. know that that's accurate. I might be way off. So just keep that in mind. But yeah, somebody Kay. bought that laundry copper. I don't want... Oh Nope. Let's move on. I can't even... I have to stop thinking about it. No. Other auction attendees that didn't buy anything from the house did pick up, like, rocks and sticks from the property as souvenirs. You know how I feel
0: about rocks.
1: I know that you love rocks, but do you want murder rocks? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. I don't so. want murder rocks. You know what? That's
0: bad mojo.
1: I can... What? Let's cleanse the palette really quick here, actually. So... Can we do a micro douche? You got one? Yeah, I have just a really tiny micro douche. And you can follow up with it afterward before you go to bed tonight. So because you can probably find it out in the world. The other day I was scrolling through videos that may have been on TikTok or on Facebook. And I like to watch dog videos because they make me so fucking happy. (laughs) And. (laughs) okay, So Jules really loves rocks like like big giant rocks and things like that. She just loves them. I like to build stuff with rocks. Okay. It's not weird. Yeah. She just, she just fucking it's loves like weird. large outdoor rocks. I mean, like obviously rocks are for outdoor, I do. but I mean like ones to put like in the garden or whatever.
0: So they don't have to be like giant. I mean, like, you know,
1: like I can hold it in my hand. Oh, okay. A pebble is okay too. Okay.
0: Um,
1: not a pebble. I don't get pebbles. Okay. Let's get anyway, back to the reason yes, I'm telling proceed. you this. Okay. I saw this video. Of a golden retriever and it fucking loves to dive into the water and get rocks from the bottom of like a lake. Yes. And he retrieves rocks like all day if you let him. He'll just swim down yes. and he'll pick up rocks and bring it. And I was like, We need to get Jules a dog like that. Why don't my dogs do that? You gotta get a retriever. If you taught River to you could teach you could teach Frank's dog River how to go and get rocks because she loves to retrieve. All day, every
0: day. I love her. She's so cool.
1: It's cool, except that she touches me ninety-five percent of my life, and it's a lot. It is a lot. Jewel's <laughs> yeah. yeah. son Frank lives I- with me. I don't know if I ever talk about that. He's he's an adult. He's like he's like my roommate essentially, and mm-hmm. his dog, because I work at home, is with me all day, every day, and. She loves me a lot, and she likes to touch and sit on people, but she's quite large, and she gets on my lap while I'm working. It's a lot. Yeah.
0: Did you see the video of River playing in the kiddie pool? Yeah, I did. Oh my gosh, she was so cute, my granddaughter. She's one of my Dogger granddaughters is really
1: cute. Okay. She's so cute.
0: She's splashing. Let's
1: we're almost done with this. So let's let's get back to this really quick. But okay, okay. That was just a really quick micro douche. And yeah, if you want to look up a video of a golden retriever retrieving rocks from the water, maybe you could Google it and watch that. Okay. Anybody else too I'll try to find it okay. and like link it in the show notes. So after this time that that this this auction happened at the house, but this part, like this part of the duplex sat empty until 1897, so 18 years. The new oh, owner damn. yeah the new owner had a hard time finding servants who would be willing to work there. Uh, but nobody ever complained that the property was haunted or anything. No ghost activity has really been found there, but people do say that in the place where Mrs. Thomas is buried that a ghostly nun appears over her grave. I don't really fully understand that because she wasn't actually a nun. So, I don't know. The case was really famous though. Uh, Madame Tussauds of London actually did create a wax figure for her that was displayed into the 20th century along with some other murderers that they had. By the way, if anybody, I'm not going to go into it because it would take me a lot longer to describe, but I was like, Madame Tussauds was around back then. I didn't. I didn't know how long it was around for because I've never been to one or anything like that. But apparently it goes back to the 1700s and there's this like really long, crazy story about it. So just look it up if you're interested at all.
0: Have you ever have you ever been to a wax museum?
1: Um, Actually, yeah, I think I have. And it, it is makes me uncomfortable.
0: Yes, I have been to one as well. It makes me very uncomfortable.
1: That's creepy. They're creepy as fuck. But yeah. I just didn't realize mm-hmm. they've been around for as long as they have been. That is all. So That is weird. Ugh. Yeah, it is. Um. So
0: I don't want to see, like, an old-fashioned, like, waxy person.
1: Yeah. it's. I mean, like, there would be Ugh. the old ones around. Unfortunately, the original, like, most of the original pieces by Madame Tassad actually were on display for a super long time. And then a fire happened and melted them. So oh, they're not no. around anymore, which is That's really... That's not funny, it's, but, I mean, like... like That would have, that's pretty crazy, though. Can you imagine just, like, having these, like, wax figures from the late 1700s and early 1800s around to look at?
0: They probably were, like, really crunchy and gross looking. I don't
1: know, but you don't get, like, in pictures, we only see pictures in black and white, and it would be crazy to be able to see these, like, wax figures with color on them.
0: That, you're right, that would be really cool. It would have been, but. Especially from the 1700s.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, we don't even see buildings from the 1700s where we live, so it just. Right. Yeah. Over the years, this, the story has, it's been distorted, of course, like we said. We're not, I'm not going to claim that everything I said today was 100% true because I just don't know. There's just so many, everything I got was from a source, but I just don't know what is true. And there's different, lots of different versions of things. Uh, I picked what I thought made the most sense after reading quite a bit. But there is some speculation on this case that her nationality may have been an issue that led to her demise as a lot there was a lot of animosity at the time against irish immigrants in england because of their association with criminality and disorder um, is what was written there so they tended to be stereotyped as unintelligent and drink prone Um, so she she could Mm -hmm. have been falsely labeled as a thief and a murderer simply for being irish um, because this is all here but i mean if she admitted to it and if that part's really true then Obviously, she did it. There is one last piece of this from recent history. Okay. That is Mrs. Thomas's head. So, as Mm. you remember, Mrs. Thomas's head was in the Mary Poppins bag and was being carried around. And then she excused herself at the Hole in the Wall Tavern. And she came back in and it was gone. Mm Mm-hmm. Nobody found the head before the trial happened, and honestly, for, I mean, everybody thought that head was long gone, that it was probably thrown into a river. Um, do you know who Sir David Attenborough is?
0: No, 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 no fucking
1: clue. Okay, um, he's a famous English broadcaster, um, and he narrates the Planet Earth series, and has worked on some other I don't know what that is, but. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I I didn't really like, and I saw him. He looked familiar, and his voice definitely sounds familiar to me. I think he's narrated quite a bit. Like they're like documentary type prod projects, like going back to the 70s. One was called like Flying Monsters, The Blue Planet, Wildlife on One, Life on Earth. But he is he's pretty famous, and he's like obviously he's been he's a Sir David, so he's he's a big deal over in England. Well, he owns Kay. a property in the Richmond neighborhood, and his back garden butts up against the property where the hole in the wall was located he decided that he was going to purchase that lot where that bar once stood to extend his garden out and so a year after purchasing it uh, he had some contractors that got started out there and they had excavators going and they unearthed a human skull Uh, and so in 2011 a coroner ruled that there was very strong, compelling evidence that believed that it was the head of Mrs. Julia, Martha Thomas. They believe that while the Porter men were drinking in the pub, she left with her Mary Poppins bag and decided to dump it under the stables that were behind the hole in the wall because back then there would have been horse stables for people to tie their horses Mm -hmm. up with. So they believe that she dumped it underneath that. And she just took the secret of where it was to her grave. And so they do believe that they actually found that head. There was a mix-up at the cemetery, though, where Mrs. Thomas was buried. And they didn't know exactly where in the cemetery her body was. It wasn't apparently by her headstone. And so her head is likely not with her body at the cemetery, which people believe would make her turn over in her grave because she loved things to be clean and orderly. Especially your
0: head. To be,
1: yeah, yeah, but it was it was 136 years from when it was like left there to when it was found. Damn! And like an English celebrity at that.
0: That's crazy, crazy.
1: So that is the story of Kate Webster. It was interesting and very icky. I have
0: never heard of that before. I hadn't either. Thank you very much that lady was something. He
1: really really
0: was. I'm just like I'm sitting here wondering. I'm like, oh fuck, it's my turn. I got to come up with a I got to come up with a topic. So,
1: I I guess I better get busy, huh? Get busy. I didn't know that I was going to do this one until like I actually researched another case and had a bunch of notes thinking that it was something that it wasn't and then I realized that the person was acquitted and there was like no full like it was kind of a famous case but the person was acquitted and there was like no real scandal to it and I was like this is dumb so I mean it goes pretty fast once you find one as long as you can find enough like stuff if you're like trying to put something together with like a whole bunch of newspaper articles then it's a little bit harder I guess so yeah, the newspaper thing has been like more difficult
0: than I thought it was gonna be.
1: It is so difficult because just not every single newspaper article's out there. You know, it's just like bits and pieces.
0: Right. Yeah. I tried a thing where I would just where I would just type in like I went to the old timey newspaper thing and then I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna search for like murder or I'm just gonna search for, you know, whatever keyword it was, and it just it wasn't happening.
1: Yeah. It is. It's hard and. I think that there's people out there like if somebody's out like writing a book on it or an article some of that some of them are able to travel to the place where it happened and like go into a library and find the old newspapers and and things like that to to look at it and then of course there's like the game of telephone that happens too. so.
0: Well the game of telephone is fun.
1: It's fun but it just makes it so it's like I'll research (laughs) and then I'm like I gotta pick the it's like you're picking your own adventure but then sometimes I'll you think, like, this makes yeah. sense. But then, like, when I get a different piece of information, I'm like, oh, okay, this actually makes sense. And then you put it together with another thing. It's just – it's an interesting, winding yeah. road. Yeah. I did a lot of that even mm-hmm. today so, while I was reorganizing my notes because I had everything in, like, chronological order. I was mm-hmm. like, how do I want to tell this story? So it was, it was interesting. But, okay, so – It was interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So before we go, I just want to remind – anybody who's listening that we would absolutely love it. If you told your friends about us, as you've heard, we can't advertise on the, I mean, like we can post on social media, but we can't, we can't pay for advertising (laughs) even on social media. It turns out. So we're really going to need some help from people because of our potty mouths to get word out there that we exist. And we so appreciate all of you guys, but yes, please tell your friends and let's see if you decide you want to support us in some way by maybe throwing a few dollars at us dollars at us each month to help us with equipment and other costs that we have that come up, we would greatly appreciate it. You can help us out by visiting patreon.com slash weird shit my mom says podcast. You can follow us on Facebook at Weird Shit My Mom Says Podcast without the i and shit again that's facebook.com slash weird shit my mom says podcast without the i and shit you can find us on instagram at weird shit my mom says podcast and you can find us at twitter um, at weird shit my mom or no it's a weird shit mms pod because twitter doesn't let us put everything in there so weird shit mms pod on twitter again guys thank you so much for listening and for all those downloads goodbye guys